Hi, everyone, and welcome to the European Startup Show's expert series, where we focus on go-to-market topics of interest to entrepreneurs. Partnerships can be a very important part of a startup's go-to-market strategy. Partnerships can help accelerate market adoption and can also help integrate your value within a larger solution for a customer. For that reason, I thought it would be good to talk to someone who has decades of experience in this field and is leading the ecosystem strategy for one of the fastest growing companies in Europe. My guest today is Malhar Kamdar, Chief Ecosystem Officer at Salonis, where he's responsible for global strategy, sales and execution of the company's customer and partner ecosystem. Salonis was born in Munich, Germany in 2011 and is one of the fastest growing technology companies with over 1,300 employees and more than 2,000 customer deployments. And building a strong ecosystem has been core to its spectacular growth. So I'm really fortunate and humbled to have Malhar on the show to talk about this really important topic. So welcome, Malhar. Thank you for uh, inviting me uh, on, on the show and uh, pleasure to be here. You spend a number of years at Oracle and I wanted to start there and ask you, why now? Like, why did you leave such an established career at Oracle to join Salonis? That's a great question. I joined Salonis in September 2020, uh, indeed coming from Oracle, where I spent nearly 12 years and heading a, certainly had no plan to, to leave a corporate position and, and then a corporate role. A billion dollars, 7,000 people strong services business in, in AI, Asia Pacific and Japan. And I must say I was truly enjoying the, the role in the ride. And it's a role where throughout all of these years, I've, I've had the opportunity to engage with hundreds of companies and customers on their transformation journeys and cloud migrations and systems transformation and ERP, HCM, supply chain programs, you know, so all types of use cases. And I've worked with all types of solutions and technology. But I must say that when I was introduced about a year ago to, to Salonis, I, I can say that probably in my entire career, I, I have never been more convinced and, and more impressed by the vision and the power of the technology and, and the system. What we're building at Salonis is far more than just a new system. And we'll talk about it today. But it's really about pioneering a whole new software category. Uh, which we call the execution management system, EMS, and, and creating you know, unprecedented possibilities for our customers and for our ecosystem. And, and that was the reason why I decided to uh, join Salonis. I think for the rest of the conversation around ecosystem strategy, a little bit of context on what Salonis does is important. So could you tell me what is it that Salonis does and what is this execution management system that you just spoke about? Absolutely. Today, processes are running across a massive, widespread landscape of systems and technology and documents and SaaS applications and devices. For example, you know, a modern process of selling and shipping products could run and would run through many different systems, various employee desktops, you know, even devices, different apps. And, and this is generating a massive growing amount of data. And I think we are just at the early innings of what's going to be an exponential explosion. So after inventing and, and, and pioneering the leading digital x-ray machine, what is known as process mining, 
and helping hundreds of companies over these years since our foundation to improve their processes. And we figured out how to use all of this data to drive intelligent execution. We call it execution management because we believe companies should be able to drive intelligent execution at the core of their business process, regardless of what is the underlying system. And too often we see companies gathering data, having access to data, but not doing much with it. We already see our customers getting massive exponential returns and achieving what we would call the elimination of millions of corporate inefficiencies, which is really stuck into these systems for a long time. So game-changing technology, pioneering process mining that enables unlocking of unlimited execution capacity in enterprises. I feel like the fact that data has been around and deluge of data, digitization, these are all things that I've been hearing for years. And I know that every software vendor talks about data insights, they have dashboard, they have analytics. And then you have vendors that are only focused on data analytics, insights, business intelligence that bring together data from different systems and layer it with some visual analytics and decision-making dashboards to drive execution. So I'm still not clear on what is different about the process mining execution management system. Can you give a use case of what is it that Salonis does that wasn't being done before? In recent years, there's been increased focus on process mining and how do you get insight into processes and data, you know, regardless of where these, these processes are, are running and, and what platform they're running on. Process mining is just the gateway to something much, much bigger. Process mining to us is the gateway to execution management. You know, it is the gateway to bringing process mining, data, intelligent, and action into a single platform. And this is what is so unique about execution management and EMS is there is today not a single vendor that brings data, intelligent, and action together into a single platform. You have a number of software vendors who were focused on data or who would extend their product with data inside, uh, a number of vendors who are focused uh, on intelligence, vendors who are focused purely on automation and RPN bots. But so far, no one has brought these three together and be agnostic, be independent from the underlying systems. And, and I think we take pride in calling ourselves the Switzerland of execution management because we bring data intelligent action together in a single platform independently of whether the underlying system is an SAP, Oracle, Salesforce, Workday, Microsoft, AWS, you name it. The bold move we made back in October when we launched our execution management new strategy is to recognize that process mining is just a gateway to something much bigger. And that much bigger is the execution management. I think I could spend a whole hour just understanding and digging deeper into slowness, but given what the topic is today, which is on ecosystem, yes. I'm going to tell the listeners if you're interested in Salonis to go check out Salonis and learn more about execution management system. Going into ecosystem strategy, yeah. I wanted to first start off by understanding, well, how did you fall into this ecosystem strategy role? Is this something that is closer to sales? Is it closer to marketing? How would you categorize this role of ecosystem strategy? The role of an ecosystem 
in software company requires a convergence of three types of skills. First, it's a sales skills because it, you know, it's engaging with the ecosystem. It's really about understanding how you're going to go to market together, right? And how you're going to bring value to each other and, and understanding you know, what value you're bringing to them and what value they're bringing to us. I think the second skill set or expertise is really about understanding the solutions. But at the end of the day, the customers have to realize that there is an incremental value. There's a one plus one equals three, which is instead of buying a solution from uh, partner A and partner B, by buying something that's combined, they get something that they would otherwise not get. So having a, a deep understanding of you know, what the combined solution would do to a customer, I think is the second important element of, of the role. The third dimension is the ability to understand that to realize the value, you need more than just selling the software. You need to be there all the time, continuously with the customer. I'm privileged to have a services background, as I mentioned earlier, and, and, and I've worked with customers on realizing the value over time. And I think this is the three disciplines that are key in building an ecosystem role and ecosystem function. They'll be able to sell, innovate, and, and build joint value proposition, and then realize that value jointly with the partners for the customers. When is the right time for a company to embark on building a partner or ecosystem strategy? And is this something that you would recommend all companies should look at and do? Or are there ingredients that make for a successful ecosystem strategy? I'm sure every startup you know, would have some element of partnering and, and probably what I would call conventional you know, partnering uh, strategy. But I think there's a moment in which the ecosystem strategy becomes not just one of the many elements of the strategy, but the ecosystem becomes the core of the company strategy. And that is the time for Salonis. That's what we realized a year ago and, and why I've joined and why we launched a number of things around ecosystem. Because we recognize that at the stage of our journey as a startup, the only way to keep the continuous hyper growth that we've enjoyed was to be able to amplify and multiply our impact through the, the ecosystem. So I think to your question, what would be a good time? Certainly when the technology is proven. In our case, we have a few hundred customers and the brand name of these customers are the largest companies in the world. So it is a natural point when the product and technology is proven, when the value proposition is proven, to go to the ecosystem and start working with them because you don't have to prove your technology. It just uh, the names of the customers you bring and, and they often happen to be the same joint customers. The Fortune 500 customers is a great way to start. It gives so much credibility in your ability to approach those partners and explain why this you believe is the right time for starting a, a strategy or putting ecosystem at the heart of, of the strategy. That's what we did. We organized for the first time in the history of the company, a day called the Ecosystem Day. It was back in October. And we gathered all our ecosystem partners and we actually unveiled to them our new strategy, the execution management system I mentioned earlier. They were the first one to hear about it. We actually went to them before we went to our customers uh, because we recognized that we will not be able to create a new category of software without the ecosystem embracing our vision, embracing our technology, embracing our platform, 
And so we gathered their feedback, but also included them for a new journey and, and very clearly told them, this new journey is our joint journey. These kind of bold moves send very clear signals to the ecosystem that you're not in a conventional partnership strategy. You're, you're doing something unconventional in, in engaging, engaging with them. So it sounds to me like if you're a startup, the two things that need to come together for you to make ecosystem core of your strategy. A, you need to have a proven technology and platform that has got some really good customers and some hard ROI to show the value that you are able to bring. Number two is what you said in your first part, which is that you're able to show that when you put one plus one together, you can get three by bringing an ecosystem. The partnership actually is more than just a revenue driver. It's a value driver. Absolutely. That's when the ecosystem makes a lot more sense. Absolutely. Would that be correct? Absolutely. When you have that one plus one equals three on a platform that is proven, then the combination brings scale and, and pace and, and, and speed, which you otherwise as a startup would not get. We would not be able to reach you know, every industry, every geography, every market, unlock the potential in the massive number of processes all around thousands of enterprises without the powerful combination of the one plus one equals three. Our, our partners' expertise, technology, knowledge, a deep IP within our, our platform. And as strong and as innovative and as revolutionary our technology and platform is, on its own, it will not unlock the value you know, in every part of the organization. So now let's say you've, you've figured out that you have this two ingredients and so ecosystem and partnership need to really be at the core of what you do. How do you actually go about building an ecosystem strategy that's going to be successful and it's going to scale? Because in some ways, even though, yes, one plus one equals three, you're bringing two organizations with two completely separate goals that have their own priorities and resource constraints and time constraints, et cetera. And you need to make this partnership successful. Can you give startups a blueprint on how to go about creating a successful ecosystem strategy? As I said earlier, we started by engaging them first, including them in our strategy, because I think it's important that the ecosystem strategy is fully aligned with the company goal and the company strategy. So it's not just about declaring that ecosystem is at the core of our strategy, it's actually making it happen by engaging them first. I think then you have to identify the players in the market who can really help you achieve these, these goals and this one plus one equals three. Not every combination of partnership will work. And we have decided to go with a, what we call a multifaceted ecosystem strategy. So in our uh, partnership, in our ecosystem strategy, we have technology partners, service partners, ISV partners, private equity partners, academic partners, because each one of them represents a different engine because they all bring something different to us and therefore to our, our customers. So first is to recognize, now what are the different categories of partners who in combination with your product deliver superior value to the market. That's the second thing. Third is to have a very specific, tailored engagement model and value proposition for each one of these categories. In our case, 
with technology partners like Oracle, SAP, IBM, and Workday, Microsoft. We build integration and go to market to enable them to embed our platform in their solution offering. The motion is, hey, we are an innovative platform and we can add value and, and sit on your marketplace. And, and all of the names I mentioned have you know, a, a market reach 10, 100 times bigger than ours. So it's important to understand how we add value to their platform. If I think about the ISVs, it's the opposite. ISVs are, are those who are building assets on our platform and they want to monetize uh, their apps and their IP on our marketplace. So very different proposition. If I think about private equity firms, again, very different tailored proposition. Here, our proposition is how can private equity firms leverage our technology to continuously create more value and have an impact on their portfolio of companies they're holding, right? Very, very different from the two others I described. Academic Partners is not necessarily about generating sales in dollars. We have over 500 academic partners we're working with, students, professors, researchers, and here we are investing in education and research to build the future of Salonis, the next generation of Salonis and, and execution management practitioners. And, and of course, you know, the last category, which is probably the one that has the highest impact for us, uh, is the service partners, the consulting firm, the, the global system integrators. And here again, we have a very tailored program. We actually have a different name for it called Accelerate. Accelerate. Here, we have defined a program where we understand how they work with us, how they engage with us, and we have tailored our program to their needs. Those three elements, alignment of strategy, identifying the category of partners, having a, a tailored solution proposition, and then probably the last element I would say is to make sure that you have a team that supports the execution of those partnerships, because it's not just about having the right you know, PR and the right agreement or framework agreement and having the right announcements on the market. Hey, we've done a partnership with XYZ. And, and so we have built, in our case, a dedicated new team. We just started it three months ago called the Ecosystem Innovation and Solutions Team. And that's a team that constantly engages with these partners I've just mentioned and co-creates value, co-creates innovation, co-creates solutions the one plus one equals three is not a one-time exercise. It's a continuous exercise. And, and we're investing a lot of resources, which are not the sales part of the equation, but this is about the value creation part of the equation. Uh, otherwise, you, know, you have a great start with a partnership, you have some announcement, and then three weeks later, your partner will do the same announcement with your competitor or with three of your competitors. And, and really, you, you haven't moved the needle on the market. This is exactly what I've seen. There's all this announcement, but it's more of a PR exercise rather than this deep value. And a lot of times, especially for startups, it's really difficult to get to this place where Salonis currently is because you're typically in the in situation where you're trying to partner with someone who is 10 times larger than you yeah. in brand and sales and revenues, et cetera. And you may build an integration with them, but at the end of the day, they are a gigantic ship yeah. and you're trying to sort of provide value and latch onto it. And it typically doesn't pay for the amount of effort that you put into the partnership. Yeah. You don't see the returns is what I've seen. And so my question is looking at Salonis and what you've been able to do, 
it also takes a lot of resources. You've just gone through the number of different partnerships you have, the amount of effort you're going through to put together a value proposition, integration, so like dev resources, et cetera. There's a lot of effort yeah. to making this work, right? So when is the right time in the life of a startup where you should think about embarking on a partnership and ecosystem strategy? Because to your point, it takes a lot of time and effort and resources from the, the things that you were doing before, which is going direct to and selling your, your product to customers, right? Well, each company has its trajectory and obviously you no know, specific proposition. I can at least say in our case, it, it was the convergence of the technology being mature, so when we approach partners, you approach them for a very exclusive position of not having to prove the technology, but rather prove the commitment to the joint investment, the commitment to do something unconventional. I've been on my career with multiple companies. I have seen this traditional alliance and channel roles and, and execution, which is, you know, you just do a great announcement, you do a few joint meetings, but in essence, you're not moving anything on the market that is different. And you're certainly not driving a different proposition to, to customers. Particularly for startups, we face everyday partners who are 10, 100, 100 times bigger than us. They can deploy resources, they can put interface into our team, which is much bigger than what we can do. Although we invested heavily in our teams, the, the size of my team has tripled uh, since I joined in the last seven, eight months. And that's a testimony to the clear strategy from the company from the top, the commitment to investing in those partnerships beyond yeah, the superficial announcements. And I think you know, the right time for us was when we reached a certain critical mass. In our case, I think we were about 100 million ARR. We were after Series C. And we had the ability now to embrace the power of an ecosystem that gives us scale, reach, capability, and to complement our platform. That was the next element that would not only probably continue on our, uh, to deliver the growth, but actually accelerate our growth, but in an intelligent way, in a smart way, in a selective way. We are open to all partners, but we obviously go deeper on some partnerships, which we believe are, are going to deliver that incremental value on the market. That brings me to another really important aspect of a successful ecosystem strategy, and that's metrics and measurement. I actually have two questions here. One is in your role, it takes a long time for these business development partnerships to materialize, mm -hmm. right? And if you compare it to something like sales, for example, where you have a funnel and you, you see sort of where it's moving, pipeline, you have your quarter goals, et cetera, business development, the, the, the timelines are much longer typically. If you think about entrepreneurs and startups, they, they say, okay, yeah, ecosystem makes sense for us. We're going to hire somebody into that role. What would be the advice you would give to founders and CEOs on how to measure, track, and incentivize that role to be successful? I think three things I would say. First is recognize when you set the goals and, and the, uh, the investment decisions around the ecosystem team and, and obviously the expectations. I think it's to differentiate the expected outcome by the different categories of partners I mentioned earlier. Not every partner is about delivering top line or ECV. Not every partner is about a, what we call a horizon one return, right? Because some of the investments we're making consciously are not going to pay off in the next 12 months. They're going to pay off later on. To your point, they take longer. 
And keeping the right balance between the Horizon 1 and Horizon 2 and probably Horizon 3 partnership and having a leadership team in a startup that understands that despite obviously the, the need to keep growing fast and, and seeing top line return and particularly for a you know, startup, you, you want to have a pace of return, which is very high, possibly because you are you know, in a momentum where you want to show return very fast. I think building you know, a, a sustainable ecosystem strategy where you recognize horizon one, two, three categories that you have a differentiation by type of category. Some are about top line, some are about visibility, some are about investing in the future like the academic partners, some are about having an amplifying effect. What we're doing around our service providers and we are creating some pretty groundbreaking innovative programs for them is really about having a multiplying effect which no other partners cannot deliver to us, at least not in the 12 to 18 months uh, horizon. So I think having a comprehensive strategy, differentiated by horizon, differentiated by types of uh, partners, and therefore having KPIs that are aligned with that is critical. The second element I would say is having a strategy which is completely aligned with the product strategy. Uh, And let me illustrate with one example. Six, seven months ago, we decided to open up our platform to our partners. We decided that they can build, they can bring their expertise and build assets on our platform. What we're measuring here is how many assets, how many applications they're building on our platform. Dollar-wise, it's probably not a big number, neither for them nor for us. But imagine the power of having on your store, on your marketplace like we have. Now, after a few months, we've launched and opened up our platform We have nearly 80 different applications. And these applications are from all the leading system integrators, right? The GSIs, the IBM, the Accenture, the Capgemini, the Deloitte, the KPMG, the PwC, and I'm I'm forgetting many of them. All of them have embraced our vision, embraced our platform and said, great, we can build assets on your platform. And we have already hundreds of these assets built. I think they're going to build hundreds of them. Because each of these assets solves a very specific problem. As a startup company, how long would it have taken us to attract all of these big names and them to commit to build assets on our platform? By a bold move, aligned with the product strategy, opening our platform, we suddenly created a new motion. And that motion is certainly a horizon one strategy. And, and it's certainly a strategy which doesn't capture and measures dollars. It measures how much IP is being built on your platform because that has incredible value on the market. When you approach customers and you say to customers, well, on our platform, all of these consulting and services firms have built hundreds of assets. This is the assets they're gonna bring to you as a value. You immediately capture an attention from customers, which otherwise you would not capture. So I think having those, those very differentiated strategies and therefore differentiated measurement is key in having a, a complete comprehensive ecosystem strategy and go beyond what I call conventional alliance and channel roles and, and teams, which often are not seen as having any impact uh, on the trajectory of the company. Exactly. In the same vein, could you share what you're doing to innovate in terms of your ecosystem strategy. You talked about opening up the platform and having people develop on it. What are some of the things Salonis and and you have done 
that are really truly innovative in terms of creating a, a mind-blowingly successful ecosystem strategy. I have one last question for you. I've actually, I'm dating myself, but I used to do SAP consulting. Yes. And one of the pushbacks, and I think ERP systems probably gave rise to some of the SaaS, no touch, no code solutions we have there, was the enormous amount of effort, consulting, project management, et cetera, that went with implementing an SAP solution. When a customer bought SAP, they couldn't just sort of implement it on and just be ready to go. They had to do this massive months project and spend tons of million on consultants and SIs to actually get value out of that software. Do you worry that Salonis is going to become like that where, yes, you have all these partnerships and you have all these people that are going to use Salonis, but is it going to end up creating a lot more cost for the customers to actually get value out of Salonis? It's a great question, Ita, because our, our purpose is exactly the opposite of that. We, we actually recognize that all of these uh, systems you mentioned which takes years and millions to implement is not the way forward. By the way, they take years and millions to implement and they still leave significant inefficiency in the processes. You ask any company, they will say, yeah, you know, I've got so much improvement I could do. And our approach, which is to create this layer that we call a system of intelligence, which sits on top, doesn't replace those system of records, is a very light touch approach. Most of our uh, projects last a few weeks. We realize value in a few weeks. And and the value for the service partners is to differentiate the way they bring value to the customers, not to the traditional way, as you said, which is, hey, uh, this is a 50 million, $100 million project. And once the project is done, we go to the next one. I think there is a new way to bring value continuously by this, this services company and by for customers to continuously improve process because improving process is not a one-time exercise, but it's a continuous exercise. Your landscape of technology changes, your landscape of business changes, you do merger and acquisition, you have new users joining, you change practices, regulation change. All of these constantly impacts your process. And unless you are constantly improving them, if you do it just one time, three years later, you will end up into the spaghetti you found three years earlier. And, and because it's a constant exercise, it needs to be fast. We've really focused on making sure that the technology is focused on ensuring the time to value for customers is in weeks and months and certainly not in, uh, in years. Well, that's definitely a good way to um, end the podcast um, on that very up note. And thank you very much, Malhar, for joining me on this podcast today and sharing your insights on creating a successful ecosystem strategy. I certainly enjoyed the conversation and I hope the audience did too. Thank you, Anita. Thank you for inviting me today on in, in this show. And, and thank you for your passion and initiative around uh, helping our European startups. I truly appreciate it.